Chapter 33 Axe I watched it all in the wavering, shimmering hologram. The elephant running, the truck racing, with the valique in hot pursuit. The picture suddenly became much sharper. We were now seeing the scene through the gun camera of one of the bug fighters. A flashing light came on, an indicator that the bug fighter was preparing to fire its dracon beams. Red beams lanced toward the elephant. The elephant ran in terror. The truck hit. In a flash, it was all over. The elephant lay sprawled across the side of the road. The truck was overturned. The Valique was hovering over the scene. It dropped swiftly down, enveloping a ditch. It rose with something concealed inside it. The Valique arced swiftly toward the sky, out of range of the bugfighter's cameras. Come to me, my little pet, Fisser Three crowed. Bring me my second Andalite bandit. Fisser Three turned his stock eyes toward me. You'll have company soon. I felt a sinking sensation. Who had the Valique taken? Rachel? Cassie? Marco? Call the bug fighters, Fisser Three said. Tell them to land. Hold that large creature. The Valique can't carry it until it demorphs into something smaller. Visser, one of the human controllers said timidly, the bug fighter has a crew of one taxon and one hork May I suggest we contact some of our Earth-based human controllers? They will be less, uh, conspicuous than hork Do it, Visser Three ordered. But tell those bug fighter crews they will contain that beast. They will not let it go. Or I'll see that they become the main course at the taxon's next meal. I'm going to my quarters. Call me when the Valique arrives with my prize. Blank the Andalite's cage. My cage wall became opaque. I was alone again, unable to see out. I was left to imagine the fate of my human friends. I have never felt more worthless. More powerless. I felt a sudden, sharp pain on my arm. What had Marco said they were? Fleas? I swatted it absent-mindedly. Wait. A flea? Hadn't I heard Jake say he had done it? Yes, I was sure it was a flea. He had morphed a flea. And he was, after all, just a human. Surely. I reached for the flea. Easier said than done. It hopped away. I found it again. Again, it escaped. On the third try, I caught it. I squeezed the flea carefully between my fingers. I focused on the flea. Yes, it might just work. We had very few animals that small in my own world. Perhaps the same was true of the Yerks. The Visser would not expect me to morph something so tiny. In which case, I might have one slim chance. I had morphed a fly, and I had morphed an ant. But as small as they were, they were not small enough. An ant is far larger than a flea, many times larger. But a flea is nearly invisible. It was time to get very small, time to morph. I began to shrink at a startling rate. Each morph is unique. Things don't happen logically. Some parts of your body change in shape when they are still far too large in size. Other times the parts of your body shrink down, becoming very tiny and only changing shape at the last minute. This explains why, even as I was still a couple of feet tall, I suddenly felt two long tusks come shooting out of my mouth. Two long teeth. And I knew immediately what they were used for. These were what the flea used to pierce my skin and drink my blood. Why a flea should have a taste for andalite blood is a mystery. But now I knew how 
the little monster did his dirty work, and I really did not want to dwell on that image. My legs and arms began to segment. Joints appeared where they should not have been. Primitive joints that scraped as I moved. My tail withered away, and my body swelled. I was bloating up. At the same time, my blue and tan fur gave way to an exoskeleton. A shell. I could hear my bones dissolving. I could feel sickening lurches as my internal organs all disappeared. My complex and light hearts became something that was barely a valve. Long, spiked hairs shot from my jointed legs. A sort of shell helmet, fringed with backward-raked spikes, replaced my face. And all the while, the floor of my cage grew vastly wider. And closer and closer. I felt I was on an endless landscape of smooth, black glass. My stalk eyes went blind as they became short, stubby, and tenny. My sight in my main eyes dimmed and shattered into a thousand points of grey light. I was almost blind. What I could see was nothing but shades of grey. Dots, not shapes. I could not hear in the usual sense, but I could pick up subtle vibrations through my antennae and through all the hairs on my minuscule body. I stood on my six invisibly small legs, protected by plates of shell armor. Almost blind. Almost unable to hear. Afraid. The next move was up to the yerks. I waited and ticked off the minutes. The flea's brain was scarcely a brain at all. It contained almost nothing. The sum total of what the flea knew was this. Jump toward warmth and the smell of life. Since there was no warmth and no smell of life, the flea brain had nothing much to say. I waited, and hoped, and feared, and listened for the visser's thought speech. There are two kinds of thought speech, open and closed. Open thought speak can be heard by anyone. Closed thought speak is like a human whispering to only one person. The visser gave his orders in open thought speak so that everyone heard. That was how I knew when he'd returned. From a distance, I heard, You and you, and you two, follow me to the bridge. I tried to control the fear that welled up in me at his approach. I hated him. I knew I had to live on that hate and try not to let the fear overpower me. My time would come, I told myself. I would avenge Elfangor. I would save my honor. Where is the Valique? Then open the hatch, you idiot, and let it in. Yes, right here on the bridge. And brighten the Andalite's cage. I want to see these old friends meet. I saw light, which was actually just an increase in the number of grey dots. There was a silence from Visser Three for about two seconds. Then an explosion of enraged thought-speak. Fools! Where is it? Where is it? I'll kill every one of you if it has escaped. Suddenly, a rush of air. I felt it waft across my bristles and antennae. Then, the scent of exhaled breath. A sensation of some warm object. The smells of a living creature. No! Don't open the cage! Professor Three yelled. Too late, I thought. Jump! Above my back legs was a biological spring. It fired. The energy went to my legs, and I went flying. I've seen humans jump. They cannot even jump their own height. Even we Andalites can barely jump our own height. But the flea! Well, the flea can jump a hundred times his own height. It was as if a human being could simply leap over a sixty-story building. I flew through the air. And as I flew, I somersaulted over so that I was flying legs first. I hit something and stopped very suddenly. Close the cage! Visser Three screamed. 
I felt a swift movement in the air just above me. The thing I was attached to fell. And even as he fell, I could sense that he no longer smelled like life.